Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another edition of the Unreasonable Odds Podcast. I'm Steve Buchanan. No Julian Edlow for this episode, okay? He talked this show long enough. The prolonged rest that I had is over. We're going to be talking some baseball here on the podcast. Very special guest from MLB Network, most notably from MLB Central, the best baseball morning show in the entire world. Robert Flores is going to be joining the show. We will be talking some MLB, kind of previewing the league, and then we're going to do some rapid-fire questions with him. He has no idea what's coming at him. Some wrestling questions, some gaming questions, anything you want to know, it's coming in the next segment. So let's not waste any time. Let's get right to it. Robert Flores, MLB Central, is our guest on this one. Let's get to it. Welcome back. As we mentioned earlier in the show here on Unreasonable Odds, we had an extremely special guest. And look, if you watch baseball, this man needs no introduction. Robert Flores, of course, on MLB Network, on MLB Central. You know, you might might be seeing each other a little bit on that show this That's season. Right. Didn't even know if we were going to have a show this season. A couple of weeks ago, right. it was looking a little dicey. But yeah. Robert Flores joining the show here on Unreasonable Odds. Thanks. as uh, I really appreciate you coming on, man, for uh, chatting up some baseball here for about a half hour. You got it, Stevie Bukes. Yeah, definitely looking forward to uh, the season. MLB Central is back opening day, uh, April 7th. We're on an hour earlier, so uh, you might be uh, up a little bit earlier than normal. (laughs) Now, is that something you were like surprised about or like was this coming like always kind of being discussed? Because three hours, I feel like is a long time to begin with. Now we're extending to four. I mean, that's a long show every day. Um, It had been, you you know, it, it, I think it had been kind of in the conversation and kind of on our radar for the past couple of seasons. So um, I, I think it's a good, I think it's a good thing for us. It exposes yeah. us uh, an, an hour earlier to maybe a, a, a different segment of our audience. So that's always yeah. a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. And then of course, you know, we, we've known each other for a couple of years now doing uh, the DraftKings segment. We met for the first yeah. time uh, a few months at ago. Fenway. Back at Fenway yeah. Park. Man, let me tell you real quick. I cannot express how much of a thrill that was for me, for someone who's grown up in Boston has been a Red Sox fan for so long. And then to come meet you guys on there, which was supposed to be for one day, then it turned to two, then it turned to three. three. It was, it was, it was incredible. And that was a, that was a huge thrill for me personally. Uh, That was, is is that the first time you, you had ever been on the field at Fenway? 
Yes, it was. It was. So that was, uh, yeah. that was really something just to, you know, have the access that I had just being on the field. Yeah. That was really, really cool. So that was a, no, was we're, a great... we're hoping, yeah, we're, we're hoping to do a little bit more of, of, of that this year. Um, I think whenever we can take the show on the road, yeah. um, just, just to, uh, have a presence at the ballpark also just to get to meet and talk and chat with players throughout the course of right. the season. I, I think that's also important for us just so they they can see us and and vice versa so so hopefully we can do more of that this year and i cannot state enough how much work goes into that i was shocked at how many people were there putting that thing together like don't forget about all those people behind the scenes there's a lot of work that goes into that uh and so that was extremely impressive as well um, all right, let's get into some of the baseball talk here. I think uh, a couple of the biggest things that are coming out of this, this new CBA agreement is the expanded playoffs now. Yeah. So now this year, we're going to have six teams from each league go into the playoffs. You know, they were pushing for 14, which, you know, 14 right. is, is crazy. But, you know, now we have 12. So you're going to have three from each division and three wild card. Now, if that was implemented last year, you would have saw the blue Jays in the mix. You would have saw the reds in the mix. So I think we can say you're probably not going to be in the mix this year. Yeah. I um, think what, what are your thoughts on this one here and what teams do you think that this will benefit the most? Obviously, you know, like we just mentioned, the blue Jays are, are most likely right. a team that will be in that mix now, but what teams do you think that were kind of on the fringe? Will this new format benefit this upcoming season? Um, I, I think about teams like uh, the Philadelphia Phillies, yeah. Uh, also the Seattle Mariners, uh, your Seattle Mariners. Let's go, baby. <laughs> um, I, I could see them uh, being in the definitely going to be in the mix. I still think the Astros win that American League West. But but also um, when you look at how competitive the National League East figures to be and also the American League East. Uh, li- listen, the Rays, I feel like no every year we don't talk about the Rays enough. That's just yeah. a given. Uh, and and in the last full seasons or last few handful of seasons, all they've done is win 90 plus games and like last year, win a division title. So I think the American League East is going to be competitive. So maybe that expanded format could uh, here's here's how I rank the American League East right now. OK, uh, Blue Jays, yep, Rays, mm-hmm. Red Sox, Yankees. Oh, so that's that's how I have it. Right now, um, I need to know more about Chris Sale. Need to make yeah. sure that he's going to come back ready to go. Um, and, and also, look, the Toronto Blue Jays made a lot of moves, especially in, in the rotation. Um, but, you know, they got to show it as well. But yeah. I, I think when you look at expanded playoffs, look at the really competitive divisions. And some of those teams figure to be get one of those last wild card spots. Still, um, still like the Astros to win the division, huh? I do. I, I do. Um, obviously, they're not going to be. Um, you lose Correa, that's yeah. and and you 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 follow up with Jeremy Pena, a promising young player. But for sure, is he going? Is he going to be Carlos Correa this year? No. Um, they just need the Astros need Jeremy Pena to be the best version of himself, and that means right now at this stage with this lineup, make all the routine plays defensively. Occasionally, make some spectacular ones. You're not going to be he. He's not going to be as good defensively as Correa was last year, right? Um, and hit a little bit. Um, I, I could see him batting seventh or eighth or ninth in that bottom order. And the the lineup has enough depth where they don't need him to drive in uh, 
right? 90 plus runs, a hundred runs hit 25 bombs. They don't need him to do that. So um, I still think the Astros are the best team in that division, but I really like the Mariners, the Texas Rangers. I think it's a year, they're a year away from getting into the playoffs, but they're going to be significantly better as well. Yeah. I mean, to, just two quick points to the biggest glaring hole for the Astros for me is that rotation, right? You have Justin Verlander, who's phenomenal, but right. you know, I think it's fair to say he, he's getting up there. McCullers already having some issues. You know, he's been uh, injury prone over the past couple of years. And I think we also saw the Astros rotation at its peak with some of those younger guys during the playoffs. Are you going to be able to get that type of production across the whole season? That's where it gets a little dicey yeah. for me. Um, that's where I think the biggest hole for the Astros are for the well, Rangers. I Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I, I was going to say, I think that the Astros rotation right now is a strength because um, look, McCullers is not going to start the season on right. time. Uh, who knows when that's going to be? Is that mid April, early May? I imagine that's the best case scenario, but you have Verlander who's looked pretty good. Velocity has yep. been okay. And everything figures to be on track, but obviously a year removed from Tommy Johns. He's, he's not going to have, he's not going to throw 200 innings. But right. you've got Verlander, you've got Framber Valdez, you've got Luis Garcia, you've got Jose Arquiti, you've got Christian Javier, you've got Jake Odorizzi. So that is, that's a lot of depth, but you're right. For me, Lance McCullers is the X factor. If right. Lance McCullers is healthy and he's productive, that's a tremendous one-two punch at the top with Verlander and McCullers, and everyone else slots in nicely to their particular role. If he's not healthy, then the Astros, I think, are in real trouble if he's out for an extended period of time. Right. And then just a quick note on the Rangers. I love what they did offensively. I mean, that team is yeah. going to be an offensive juggernaut. The pitching is non-existent. Absolutely yeah. non-existent. When John Gray is the top of your rotation. Yeah. You got some work to do. You got some work to do. Like I, I yeah. feel like this team is going to be, you know, scoring 10 runs a game, you know, something like that, but they're also going to be giving up 12 to 13. Like that team could honestly lead the league in runs scored and runs allowed. Like, I think that's honestly, <laughs> truly a possibility with the offense that they have and the lack yeah. of pitching that they have as well, especially in that division. No, I, I agree with you. L look, they're going to be a lot better. You, you don't bring in two guys like Simeon and Seager and not get better, but you're right. right. I mean, it's, it's, it's the pitching and it all starts with pitching and they do have Jack Leiter. Uh, he's probably yep. going to start the season in double A. Do we see him at some point in 2022? I don't know, maybe, but 2023 seems likely. Yeah. And I think he has the potential to be extra, extra special. As good as his dad was Al Leiter, and Al was an amazing pitcher. Sure. I, I think Jack has the chance to surpass him uh, in, in Major League Baseball, but he's he's still young. He's, he's still, like I said, I, I don't know if we see him in 2022, but the Rangers, I think, are on the right track. They're going to be better, but I don't think they're going to be in the playoffs. Sticking with this division here, I want to just touch on the Oakland Athletics and the, the sell-off yeah. that, you know, we heard about before the lockout, nothing really happened. And then kind of once the lockout was over, it was just a fire sale and it came so fast. Started with Chris Bassett, uh, went to Matt Olson, then it was uh, Chapman going to the Blue Jays. Of Chapman going to the Blue Jays and Olsen going to the Braves, which one do you think is going to have the bigger impact on mm. that individual team? Because you could get make the case for either one, right? Right. But 
Olsen is is filling a hole that they very momentarily had without Freddie Freeman. Now you're basically yeah. taking Freeman out, putting a gold glove first baseman back into his spot, and someone who realistically should be mashing over 40 home runs in a much better lineup and much better ballpark than he's been his entire career. Chapman is going to have immense protection in that Blue Jays lineup. There is no easy out in that Blue Jays lineup. Um, yeah. So really, there might be no good answer to this one, but if you had to say this guy's going to have a b- bigger impact than the other, which one you got? Well, I, I let me just go with the premise that, that you originally uh, put forth, and that is which, which guy has to, or which guy figures to be more important. And, and I think it is Olsen because the Braves need him to be that middle of yeah. the order bat a la Freddie Freeman. Uh, yeah, it, it's going to be tremendous pressure. I mean, he, uh, Freddie Freeman is a face of the franchise cornerstone of that franchise for so many years. Yep. And Matt Olson, who grew up a Braves fan, grew up in Georgia. Now he's playing in front of his home fans in front of his for his hometown team. So that's going to be a little extra pressure to your point about Matt Chapman. I totally agree with you. They don't need him to be a middle of the order back. Right. They need him to play amazing defense, which you know he's going to give you, and hit some. Hit you don't you don't have to hit 30 bombs. You don't have to hit 35. It'd be great if you did. And Matt yep. Chapman has that capability. Um, but I, I think that they just need him to play tremendous defense, as I said. And you could see him slotted in there in the latter third of that lineup. But for yep. Matt Olson, he's got to be that middle of the order bat that drives in the runs. You know he's going to be great defensively. He's good. I don't know if he's as good defensively as Freddie Freeman. You know, the right. met- metrics might tell a different story. But consider this about Matt Olson: is that no left-handed hitter has ever hit more homers off left-handed pitching in a single season than Matt Olson did last year. That includes Barry Bonds. So he is matchup proof. He can hit lefties. He can hit righties. But he's got to be. He's got to be huge for the Braves if they're going to repeat this season. If you put all the batted ball events that Matt Olson had last year over in Atlanta, it gives him six more home runs than he had last year. I mean, that is a huge jump. And that's where he's going to be playing half of his games. And really, the whole NL East. There's really no bad ballpark with the exception of City Field or and Marlins Park. I guess you could throw that in the in the mix there too. I don't know if it has some crazy name like some of these names are now. I'm just I'm just calling it Marlins Park. Uh, but the NL East is such a hitter friendly uh, division compared to the AL West. I think that can't be overstated as well. And that's going to do some huge power numbers for Matt Olson. Yeah, I, I don't know what um, you know what kind of future bets there are for Matt Olson. I don't know if you know of any off the top of your head, but. I'm with you. I'm, I'm bullish on him this season. Um, there's going to be an adjustment period, so maybe yep. he'll start out, start out the gates a little slowly, but, but I think he's going to round into form and he's going to slot in nicely in that lineup. Matt Olson to lead the league in home runs, 13 to one odds. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I, I like that. that. I like that a lot. Took that immediately. That was just too low uh, for him yeah. moving to the NLEs. That was something I jumped all over. Uh, yeah, real like quick, that. too, we, we, we kind of talked about this a little bit here, but with the A's selling off, how do you think this affects that AL West division overall? You know, we mentioned that the Rangers are yeah. going to be taking a leap. The Mariners are going to be taking another leap, even though they were exceptional last year. You know, what does this do for the Angels, who haven't done a ton, but right. they have the pieces in place already. If they can get anything out of Noah Syndergaard, that's going to be a huge plus. But what are the ripple effects in the AL West, which is going to be overly competitive, except that one team? Yeah, I, I, I think it helps everyone but the A's, right? Um, 
look, Oakland is another organization. They, um, this is what they do. They will reset the roster every handful of years, sell off pieces, acquire younger talent, younger controllable talent, and then go from there. So this is not anything new for that organization. Um, I, I think that they'll probably be a little bit better than what we think, and they'll exceed yep. our expectations, but I, I don't see them challenging for the division title or for any of the wild card spots, but they're going to be that pesky team that, uh, you, you know, you go into four, you go into a four game series in Oakland Coliseum. And next thing you know, you're like, wait a minute, how did we, how did we could only get a split with these guys? It's going to be that right. kind of, that, <laughs> right. that kind of season uh, for, for the Oakland days. I'm looking at all the free agency that's happened. Obviously there's been a flurry since the, the lockout ended. Is there a free agent that made that signed already? They think it was one of the more underrated signings so far this season. A couple names that kind of came to mind for me. Tommy Pham going to the Reds one year, 7.5 million. That feels like a really cheap deal for somebody who's an on-base machine. Yeah. Uh, Brad Miller to the Rangers, two years, $10 million. He is a 25-plus home run threat on cheap money that can, you know, pinch it or whatever. I love that deal too as well. Is there anybody else that you saw sign and you were like, man, that didn't get enough love or enough, you know, coverage that it should have? Um, yeah, I, I don't know what Eduardo Escobar got from the Mets as far on, on the top of my head. I don't know if, yep. if someone could two pull years, it up. Uh, two years, 20 million, I want to say it was maybe. I, I mean, I, I like Eduardo yeah. Escobar a lot. Um, I think he, he, he fits in nicely with, their, uh, with what they want to do. I love him as a player. Um, so that for me could, it could, could, uh, fall under that category. I'm trying to see if I, what his contract is here. I'm on my computer here. Let's see. Uh, because I, I, I think he can play everywhere. He's very versatile. Yep. Um, like you said two two year deal. Yeah. Two years, 20 million. And you look at the kind of money that the Mets have been, <laughs> have been spending. Um, that's like a sne sneaky move that every championship level ball club, um, has to make. And he's the type of player that can, as I said, play anywhere. He's very versatile, put him anywhere in the lineup. So that, that for me is a move that I think, um, you know, because I think that move happened prior to the lockout and it then was. after the, yeah. So it was prior to the lockout and it was before the Max Scherzer deal. So I feel like it kind of got lost in the shuffle a little bit. Uh, speaking of a uh, Met player, are you surprised Conforto still out there? I am. I am. Me too. Um, I mean, here we are. What, what season starts a week from tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I am surprised. I'm very surprised. Now look, the lockout threw everything out of whack and he was going to have to wait for other free agents to sign, but man, he, there's a lot of teams he could help right now, but, but you just wonder, is it the game of musical chairs and yep. the music is stopped and he's still standing without a seat. Yeah. It's just amazing to me because now with the universal DH, there's almost no excuse for teams, especially National League teams, to not take a flyer on him if they if they don't have a spot for him uh, in the outfield. And obviously, right. some teams have taken full advantage of that. Nelson Cruz to the Nationals, which I love. Some you know much needed protection uh, protection for, for Juan Soto, uh, which it, which is crazy to me. But yeah, I was I was shocked that you know here we are a week from tomorrow the season begins and Conforto is still uh, on the sidelines here waiting. One more question I want to ask before we get to our rapid fire section, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. Carlos Correa. Okay. Mm -hmm. Probably the biggest shock signing so far this off season, in my opinion, he has two opt-outs one after right. this coming season and the one after 
What do you think are the chances are that he exercises that after this season? I feel like next year, as it stands right now, the only two big names in free agency as shortstop are Tim Anderson and Xander Bogarts. Obviously, Bogarts has been toxic with extensions for the Red Sox, so it really might come down to Tim Anderson. Do you think there's a legitimate chance that Correa exercises that opt-out after this season because he got a boatload of money? But right. that just makes me scratch my head that they sign into all this money, but the opt-outs are still there. And if the Twins don't do anything this year, which I don't, I'm not, I'm not, you know, convinced that they're going to go far. Do you think yeah. that he might actually use that opt-out and become a free agent again next year? Well, I would also include Trey Turner in that shortstop oh, uh, sure, free sure. agency yep. class, assuming he doesn't sign an extension with the Dodgers, which is yep. something he said he would be open to discussing, and why not? Um, right. <laughs> but yeah, my, my, my sense is that Correa, and this is just my, my gut feeling is my sense is that Carlos Correa is going to opt out after this season, um, barring something unforeseen, something very out of the ordinary happening and that he will sign with the New York Yankees that it's just been my thought this whole time yep. that he would somehow end up with the Yankees. I thought it would be this season, but maybe it's going to be next season. And maybe all of us that predicted that are just a year too late. Um, I, I think he gets the 35.1 million sets the record for a position yep. player or an infielder. I'm not sure what it is or something like that, but um, so he gets hit. He gets the big time money this season. I think he's going to go, go out and have a tremendous season and then he'll opt out. And then it becomes Turner, Correa, Bogarts, Anderson. And that's a pretty star studded group, but for yep. Correa, he gets another bite at the apple. And as I said, my gut tells me he ends up with the Yankees. Yeah. I think that was the two biggest shocks is a, he went to the twins and B he has those two opt outs over the next two years because he's young enough. He's still got a ton of potential. Like, you right. look at the contract now and say, wow, that's absurd. It's like, well, it could get even bigger because if Juan Soto was turning down those uh, th those reported offers from the Nationals, I mean, the sky's the limit for some of these young kids. It's, it's uh, unbelievable. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, just talking about Soto, um, I, I think the opportunity and the window has closed for the Nats to get an extension. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, they they probably missed the boat. And what did they, he turned down 150 or, or no, what did he turn down? 300 million or 300. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to get 500 million or close <laughs> yeah. to it. No, I mean, it, it's just, that's just the way it is. And that's just the market and the way he's, he's going to set the market whenever he becomes a free agent. I also think that he's a uh, Scott Boris guy, if I'm not yep. mistaken. I believe so. Um, so we, we all know how that particular agent loves to set the market, loves for records. So I think that's what you're going to see with Juan Soto. And if you're uh, if you're someone who is younger and you're looking for a sport to play, it's obviously baseball because that's what <laughs> that's is. right. Yes. Baseball and golf. That's what that's what you want to be focusing. Those on. are the two big ones. Absolutely. All right. So when I come on MLB Central, there are times yes. where I play fill the plate with you guys. Yes. Which like uh, which by the way is 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 very nerve wracking. Let, let me just put I that know. out there. Okay? I know it 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 is. It's game show pressure. It absolutely is. Game show pressure. Things that I know offhand, I I forget during the show. We're, we're doing it over Zoom, which is also can be somewhat difficult. People yeah. yell at you on Twitter. I've seen it. I've seen people get mad at you about fill the plate on Twitter as well. So you're not yeah, safe they, either. They they think I'm sandbagging. They think I'm, <laughs> because I'm, I'm. They think that I take a long time reading the questions in order to preserve my own record. It's a very weird dynamic that we have going <laughs> on there. 
Twitter is just a very weird place to begin with. So, yeah. we, I mean, it'd be, well, well, be like if the late Alex Trebek was the host of Jeopardy, but was also right. a contestant as well. Right. That's right. basically what we have. So this is not timed or anything like that, but I'm throwing you some questions that you have not been uh, 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 informed about in, in the uh, okay. in the intro. So just some questions here. Whatever you want to throw out, there's no wrong answer. When okay. I get things wrong on MLB Central, they make a montage about it and put it on before my appearance. No montage <laughs> here for you if you get anything wrong. So it's totally fine. Okay. Right, you ready? Yeah. All right. Favorite all-time baseball video game? MLB The Show. The most entertaining personality currently on AEW? Uh, Mal Maxwell J. Friedman. Perfect. I love that. Dan Housen is a close second. For me right. right now. Is he a wrestler? I, I'm not I'm not really <laughs> familiar with his work. I know he's big on the indie scene, but is he also a wrestler or he is? He is. Okay. And I would highly recommend checking out his YouTube page. Uh love that Dan Housen is very, very entertaining. Okay. All right. That will really give you a good grasp on Dan Housen. Good to know. Uh, the best tip you can give someone for playing MLB the show for the first time. I know the game's coming out in a couple of days. Any good tips to give someone who's playing for the first time? Yeah, I'm gonna give you a tip. Someone in my chat, because I stream. Uh, I stream video games typically yes. Monday through Friday in the afternoon, facebook.com slash real flow. Check it out. Um, someone go. in my chat told me about something called the crab method. Are you familiar oh, with this? I am not. All right. I'm glad you're, I don't I'm, know okay. where this is going either. <laughs> this is good. No, it's, 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 it's legit. So here's your PlayStation controller, right? Yep. Index finger, thumb, controlling your PCI using the PCI, your plate coverage indicator, mm. that's your aiming mechanism yeah, for yeah, those of yeah. you that are not uh, familiar with the game, but using your index finger and your thumb to control the left stick as opposed to just yes, having thumb. your thumb flush on the on the left trigger, on the left stick, I like that. excuse me. Yeah. So mark, mark it, the tape there because I want to take that tip. It, it, so it, takes, it takes some while to get used to, but I, I would try it out on practice mode and and, and it helps you. I feel like it, it allows me to get quicker to inside pitches. It allows me to have huh. better contact using the crab method. Interesting. I am definitely going to be trying that one. Yeah. Give me a dream match between a current WWE star and a current AEW star. Mm. That's a very good question. That is a very good question. So I, I think, uh, MJF, as yep. I said, I, I think he is right now. I think he's the best heel uh, Great. in the business right now. So I would put him against, boy, I'm, I really have not watched much WWE programming. I, I just don't think it's very good sure. right now. Um, give me someone. Give me someone in NXT or, or something like that. That would be. You know, be I think it would be to, good. Yeah. MJF. AJ Styles. That would be really good. I think I that like would that. be really good. I, I like that a really lot. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I could see MJF cool. against Seth Rollins too. I think that yep. would be very interesting. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. I like that. Good call. Uh, the, the most underrated baseball player in the league right now. Whew. Man, that's a good one. That's a real good one. Um, Maybe, you, you know what? Maybe the guy that just signed. Uh, his an extension with the Diamondbacks, Cattell Marte. I I um, could not agree more. I could not. I agree I, more. I love I love his game, um, and I commend the Diamondbacks for for opening up the checkbook and giving him an extension. I I know they're in the middle of 
however you want to term it, reset, rebuild, reimagining, whatever. Um, but I, I think that's I think that's a great move for him and for the yep. Diamondbacks. So so give me Cattell Marte. I like him a lot. Very versatile, has mad pop. Uh, yes. So yeah, give me him. I'll throw out one more name too. Austin Riley does not get enough love for how good he is. Love I love Austin that Riley. one. Yeah, absolutely. And um, no, that that's a that's a really good call. You know, got got a lot of MVP votes uh, last season, yep. and there were some people that thought he should have won. Um, so yeah, I, I like Austin Riley a lot. Good call in their peak. Who was getting the bigger pop stone cold, Steve Austin or the rock. Ooh, man, that is tough. Uh, <laughs> I feel like stone cold. He was that first really crossover star of the attitude era. Yep. And then the rock kind of came right after. Uh, there, there is a, a great clip on YouTube of, I think it's, uh, mankind against the rock. It's when the rock was with the, the corporation or something yep. and they're beating up mankind and stone cold, you know, that glass breaks the music and j- the place just explodes. Yep. And I don't know. I mean, we're splitting hairs here, so maybe it's stone cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Fun story about that. I was at that show. Really? Was that in, in Boston? It was in Worcester, Massachusetts. It was the best show wow. I've ever been to. Yep, that was wow. something. All right, two more, and then we'll get you out of here. The worst condiment people put on hot dogs. Um, sour, I see some people put sauerkraut. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. And then we'll leave, we'll, we'll leave you with this one. It is 8.55 a.m., Five minutes before MLB Central kicks off at its brand new time for this upcoming season. Who is having the hardest time adjusting to the new time? Mark DeRosa, Lauren Shahadi, or Robert Flores? I'm going to say it's Dero only because he <laughs> only because he's required to do so much. I mean, he's typically right. got two or three breakdowns during the course of those shows. So he's he's very heavy, he's heavily involved in the editing process and getting uh, and, and communicating with all the people behind the scenes. So this extra hour, I think, or this, the fact that we're on earlier at 9 a.m. Eastern this year, um, I, I think that that's going to be uh, a qu- quite an adjustment period, not just for him, but for all the good folks behind the scenes who, who put that quality content together. But I have no doubt that everyone involved will figure it out and be ready to go. Extra Dr. Peppers. That's what you need, baby. That's it, man. You know I'm ready to go. Look, I'm ar- I've already got some ready. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Fill me up. All right. That is going to do it for this edition of the Unreasonable Odds podcast. As always, Robert Flores, thank you so much for joining us. Let everybody know you how they it. can find you on Twitter and your gaming channel that you do on Facebook. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at, at Roflo, R-O-F-L-O. And then once again, stream just about every day, uh, even during the course of the season, during the afternoon, facebook.com slash real row flow i've got a big opening night stream coming up thursday midnight eastern thursday evening midnight eastern the opening night of mlb the show 22 packs giveaways the whole thing and then of course make sure to check out mlb central starting on opening day 9 a.m i will be on there as well that's right looking forward to another season of you stevie bukes that's right talking some DraftKings sportsbook bets you can take throughout the season as always good luck with your bets i'm steve buchanan catch you next week this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working 
the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.